best called open. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's when you didn't even notice. Right. She's, She's like talking. <laughs> I've oh. got it done. So you can see the relief and the stress and just everything bleed away. Oh, good God. Now talk. I have to recover. Now we have to talk so the director can oh. recover. Welcome to the Dresden Files podcast. I'm your discombobulated head, Bob. Because that's why I discombob you. Anyway. That's a uh, <laughs> I'm using that one at work later. You're welcome. <laughs> For all you guys who didn't think about it before I did. Uh, we're a member of the Broken Jars Network. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about things and stuff related to the Dresden Files. Because this is our Dresden Files podcast as opposed to the other one, which isn't. Is that is that a good open? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Did I I know, I can't tell, but I nodded. Yes, you right. are also unseeable, Finn. You are yes. green, yeah. and you are Finn. Special. This is my favorite FN color. Two four seven. So he didn't know there was this much green in the whole galaxy. That's a, that's a Star Wars thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. so. So most hilarious moment. So there there's a video of uh, Daisy Ridley talking to. Harrison Ford, you know, when they're in the the Millennium Falcon, when they get to that planet, and it's yeah. all green screen, and she's like, "Oh my god, I didn't know there was this much green in the whole galaxy." And then they just cut to the green screen, and okay, yeah, everybody got laughs. you. That's the meme. Anyway, nice. So we're talking about chapter what? Where did we leave uh, off? Thirteen. Well, let's start with introducing Finn, and he can tell us his oh, favorite fine. three books and his favorite character, as is tradition. I guess she's recovered now. Now she's yeah. in charge. <sighs> okay. You tried. You tried to skip. Okay, Finn. <laughs> okay. Maybe three um, books. Three books. Well, when I realized like how complicated the series was going to get and be and how wide the scope would be, probably around Small Favor, because I read them pretty fast when I got into it. So Small Favor, Turncoat and Changes, like there's just great buildup. I love those. I love all the books, but those three, probably my favorites in that order, like from three to one. Um, and... Favorite character. This is hard because they're kind of flip side, I think, of each other. But uh, Marcone and uh, uh, Lara Wraith. Um, it was the I, first Marcone. It might be the first Lara. Yeah, I I think they're both uh, destined to go to war with one another, and that's going to be one of the books. So um, this is going to be, be so your hot. favorite book at the end. Yeah, when that happens. Yeah, I and Harry, of course, is going to be like yo Jimboing that shit, playing both sides. So. Yeah. One has a vast international empire and uses sex as a weapon. The other one is uh, succubus. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Some people like like uh, getting crazy about Marcone after the the trailers that we see him in. Like he's literally on top of Harry in Battlegrounds. Uh, in that getting trailer. Dressed. Yeah. At the, I wonder if that takes place before or after. So you know. And Marcone, also the only other person besides Harry to resist Lara, I think, in history, at least in terms of the books. That's what Thomas said in Cold Days. There's two people, two men who've turned her down in the last century. She was annoyed. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> okay, we are starting today with Peace Talks Chapter 17. Oh, wow, we made it so far. Yeah, yeah. we have to make some, some good progress <laughs> today. Do we talk about the trailer? For all five minutes? The no. trailer was awesome. I enjoyed it. I rewatched I, it several times. Yeah. Oh, really? I think it was great. But I mean, the there was Harry talking to the mob on the street, which we all kind of assumed was coming anyway. And then 
there was uh, the, you know, Tony Stark has a nightmare about the Avengers getting annihilated scene, you know, which is like, I mean, Ethnew's standing there holding someone's spear, you know, there's arguments. On a pile of, course. of bodies. It's, it's funny because yeah. the arguments, yeah, the argument is the same as it's been since the first trailer came out, which is, is this the Spear of Destiny spear or is this Odin's spear, which is the same argument again because people just haven't decided which one they think it is. But, um, you know, it's also adds in a little bit of a twist of, is this actually happening or is this a vision of something that's go potentially going to happen or, you know, something like that. I so, took it as that was actually happening because as he was out of it and looking at that is when Marcon was trying to smack him into uh, coherence again. Hmm. Could be, yeah. yeah. I missed that detail. So that's, that's a good, good evidence. Wait. We may get a spear versus spear match. She has Odin's spear, but he has the spear of destiny. That would be that would be cool. Spear fight. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Very crouching tiger, hidden dragon. No. Uh, oh yeah. That, I, mean, I don't think not? he's. I don't think he's dueling a titan like that. You know, so. Not without some other kind of equalizer. I mean. Oh yeah. Like we, okay. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Harry's <laughs> not doing it. Maybe he just tosses the spear to someone who can actually like not get knocked down by her for like two minutes. Right. You know, de depending on where we go with it. Ebenezer. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> right. mm. Yeah, it, there was a lot of good things, like things that we expected out of the trailer. It's like, this is the yeah. buildup. This is the fight. We get to see everyone. This is like talking to Billy and Georgia, who was uh, Priscilla, by the way. That, cool. um, oh, nice. Yeah. That's like, like, we have to like go do these things. And like, that's the things that we expected. Uh, Map holding a sword was not expected. That'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. Then there was at one point Harry was attacking some dude in like a graffiti wall. It's like who who is that? Is that Rudolph? Can that be Rudolph, please? Or Chandler? <laughs> I think it's one or the other. Did he have a bowler or, hat? No, he didn't have the bowler hat. He was just All a right. dude wearing a suit, which makes me think it was Rudolph. I hope it's Rudolph. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I really want him to get murdered hard in this book. It's it's long overdue. Probably won't get murdered. He'll probably just have his brain like shattered. Of oh, they were right the whole time. Ooh. Or maybe he just yeah, he ends up in a straight jacket and just oh for the God. rest of his life. Now, now I'm so mad thinking that not only is he going to survive the fight, but he's still going to deny it. And it's like, you did we just strangle <laughs> him yet? Uh, two weeks, right? We can find out. In two it is weeks. 17 days, so just over. Right now. And we're on chapter 17. That is a fantastic segue. I'm so Good happy. job. You okay. are so smart. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> All right. This is after summoning Molly. So he is driving Molly back to her Svartalf embassy apartment so she can figure out what burned down and what didn't. And uh, they are very kind and gracious to her, much more than they ever were to him for several reasons. Because she's probably. got power. <laughs> Mary gets no respect. Right. And Harry wants to go home. He doesn't have a home. This is where I cried. Yeah, I mean, he's he been through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> For real? Because he, yes, totally. He nailed it. This is what it's like to be homeless. And I've mm. been through that several times. And so when he was describing it, it's the zero point of where you start to compare everything else. Like, how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you're starting? Yeah. yeah. He, he nailed it. It's like maybe 200 words, but it took me like 30 minutes to get through it. Mm -hmm. And home is where the books are. That just set yeah. me off again. Yeah, I mean, that uh, hit me too. Yeah. Actually. So 
the closest thing Harry has to home is a carpenter house. And so right. he goes and finds the carpenters. Right. This is the one where, you know, uh, Michael's doing sets, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he's like, Harry, you want to do a few? And he's like, well, the winter mantle's restless, so why not? Yeah. So. And then he asked Michael, how many did I do? And he said he stopped counting after 40. Right. Got the weight set on a thousand or something, probably. Probably. If it goes no, whatever my, Michael had it on, so within yeah. human limits. Right. Uh, Michael, who is also the the older guy warrior who's been working out for decades. Like yeah, I'm not I'm there. not saying upper human. Michael's probably very strong, but he's probably got a couple plates on it for sure. So yeah, yeah. I was picturing two two hundred yeah two hundred something maybe. But okay, and Michael's saying you need to get some rest and get some sleep, and Harry says like he can't because he's too important. And they go back and forth on that a little bit. Yeah. Michael talks a little bit of like, well, how Harry is a good person. And, but one of the reasons that uh, he always invited him to church was to have him increase his faith, but not in anything else, but in himself. He needed to believe in himself more as he's going forward. And they do talk about Molly of they haven't seen her in a long time and they're getting worried. Oh, man. <laughs> I like how Harry is surprised that she yeah. hasn't told them yet. Right. He shouldn't be surprised. He still told them. Right. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I mean, Harry's Harry's so much in his own head that like, you know, the this ridiculously obvious things to so many other characters can happen that he's just like, wait, what? You didn't tell him? It's like, no, Harry. He's <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the thing that occurs to me that it's probably been overlooked. It's like, how long has it been since she's been the Winter Lady? At least a year and a half. Uh, at least, right. yeah. So Christmas. Yeah. So they did a Christmas dinner and neither Harry nor Molly were there because if Harry was there and Molly wasn't, so he would have that, been That Christmas, Harry would have been out on the island. Yeah. Fair, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Yes, but Molly probably would have gone home at least for Christmas and but she still hasn't hit told it. her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then at the end of Skin Game, she was there and protecting and, and uh, helping Harry give birth to the second daughter, and right. she still didn't tell them. Right. I think that's okay. the last so time she's been around. So. She's yes. still yeah. hiding it. And she's just also been distant, not been talking to him, not been coming around, especially more recently as she's been trying to get the Leshy numbers up in Eastern Russia. Right. Which I kind of looked those up. and it's, Leshies are creepy. Right. They're, they're either some kind of cat thing or some kind of tree ant thing. They're trees. So. They're they're malevolent trees. Right. Right on. They were great in Witcher 3. Awesome. Gotcha. Oh, I still need to play those games. Same. Yes. Okay. But Harry says he will talk to her and try to get her to come around. Um, and Michael makes a comment. It's, Ignorance isn't the same thing as tolerance. They don't get to just, they cannot tell him things, but he knows he's not being told things. Mm -hmm. So don't abuse it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then Harry goes to sleep in chapter 18, uh, describes that he is sleeping in Daniel's old room because he has uh, gotten out of the military or still in whatever, military, wife, first child on the way. That would be right. the first grandchild. And he'll probably never use these clothes ever again because they're like decades old yeah he got his shit back to it's good he's not him. around to screw things up like you know talk about the swords in front of vampires or you know whatever yeah mm -hmm. that was that was not a great uh look <laughs> right 
Well, and that's kind of the implication from the couple of lines we get is that, you know, the events of Ghost Story seem to be problematic for him and may have just been a symptom of other problems he was having. And, yeah. um, you know, he kind of got his life squared away in vanilla and mm -hmm. that's what he's doing now. Well, good for him. Mm -hmm. It's the very smart thing to do. Get out <laughs> yeah. of Chicago, go away and yeah. be vanilla. <laughs> yes. Harry is woken up because Maggie is two inches away from his face going, hi, are you awake now? I can't I bother so you until you're awake. <laughs> it's so kids. I like, I like the, I like the rules uh, lawyering she's doing there. She's like, really, okay. Yeah. Can't bother. So just gotta, you know, gotta, gotta check. Every single parent, I think, has had that experience. And like ours is generally the whole, like, you're not allowed to bother us until you're until we're awake. And then, you know, but he's like, but if I wake you up, then you're awake, right? So we've also got a fairy for a child, but <laughs> so we Look. test him regularly with silver and a few other things just in case. But you know. Iron. <laughs> Iron. Well, yeah, I mean that's several things, but Okay. First you get the supernatural out of the way and then you get the you know, the iron. So Okay. I'm not supposed to bother you until you're awake. And he is apparently awake. And then Perfect. she goes and gets a very large box wrapped up in white paper with a length of silver cord and thrusts it at the general vicinity of his hips with inherent accuracy that small <laughs> children and animals seem to possess. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> Where the dog always gets the man, right? Yes. <laughs> So it was on the porch and Mouse doesn't think it's a bomb or anything. So he opens it up and he finds Molly's handwriting of, I know you meant to get one eventually, M, and it's clothes. So Maggie is disappointed, but they're weird clothes. Gross spider clothes. They're badass clothes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So spider silk suit uh, that is in the gray of the wardens. And so he's going to look awesome at the party. Right. And, and, uh, it's, and I like how it's clock. kind of like a almost like a, a mix of, you know, I'm a warden, but I'm also the winter night kind mm -hmm. of thing. I really like that. Yeah. Almost like she thought it through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. For me, I was thinking about that. It's got to be like hella lightweight and sturdy, you know, so. Yeah, I think it's very, very sturdy. But it's yeah. not really ever said, actually, how sturdy spider, just that blood comes off, like, right. oh, that we don't really know what spider silk properties are. Yeah, it's good for squeezing into tight spaces, apparently. He took no, it he off. Takes it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I should have. I read that I, far in preparation, just in case. Sorry. Oh, I did the audiobook again before this, and I still don't didn't catch that detail. I haven't read it since it came out. And if you watch the trailer, he's doing the whole Die Hard thing, so he's in his wife beater. You know. Yeah, that's right. Underneath the suit. Because you cannot not have the reference. Spider. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, something a lot of people were pointing out is that Maggie is the one who points out it's weird fabric, and then he explains that it's. The spider silk. So everyone's what I think. This is this a sign that she's magical that she can see magical things? No, oh, probably just it's feels not, weird. Yeah, it's not necessarily. Yeah, that's the spider silk. The the closest it gets to magical is that I don't think she got it from genuine spiders. Like that's the part yeah. that is like she probably went to you know the the spiders and fairy and said, hey, <laughs> you're going to make me. Yeah, you're yeah. going to make me a suit. Maybe that has to do with the conjuritis later on summoning the spiders because it was spider silk. I don't know. I still think that has to do with Maggie. I think it's because he Harry. thought about spiders. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he explains it's enchanted armored stuff. And he says, well, enchanted armored bug suit is better than just a suit because she's still like, oh, it's clothes. Don't get that. Right. And the ring that he actually requested was also in that. 
So he put that this on. This is the opal ring, right? This is the ring that he used for the shenanigans for later. later. Yes, it's the, the one that he summoned ring. to ask her for. Right. Okay. It's the I thought. I thought he was gonna uh, have his grandpapa use death curse to save him. Ring. I got bamboozled there. Mm. <laughs> Boy, did you! <laughs> I really thought of like, oh my god! I mean, he can't die, so death curse. I guess I don't know. So that would have been crazy. Uh, Harry has a lot of uh, thoughts for a few minutes, thinking, well, people are a lot smarter than me, and they're doing a lot of important things. I need to get smarter, too. And Maggie's like, you've you're been staring out in space for like three minutes, and he decides <laughs> to go make a phone call. Right. Yeah. This phone call is fucking hilarious. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's short and sweet because they already know each other and they get to the ground rules. So he calls the, you know, somebody who's infinitely more competent, smart, and charming than he is, which is Goodman Gray. So it, when he uh, picks up, he says, it's Dresden. And Grace says, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's a cute girl. I like that. You can't have her. I like that less. I like that less. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And with that southern droll, gotta get that southern droll on there. Yeah. What, what's the price? The usual, <laughs> you know. So we I mean, gotta say, Goodman Gray but, is. Uh, I mean, he's he's affordable. Right. Are there any other details? Because the ending is equally great. I just don't uh, want to skip ahead. So. So you get that she's obviously a femme fatale, right? And Harry says she's <laughs> kind of not. But multiple people are saying that about Justine, and so it's like, what is is he missing, or or what? Right. Well, we know Harry's I'm, got his traditional you know film noir blind spots at this point when it comes to women so i mean no it's it's not, it's, it's not surprising harry knows that she's pregnant but nobody else does right she's not yeah. pregnant enough to be showing yet, but he right? tells her so he tells her in this conversation or he tells he gray. tells gray i yeah, know but gray. that's what i'm saying right like that he tells gray because that's why she's not whereas everybody still assumes that she is because if she's one to three months pregnant she's probably not showing yet yeah so, yeah and generally at yeah, the stage you don't tell many people at all right but so when i first was reading this conversation i thought he was actually calling kincaid and that we were going to get that meet up again so did i yeah yeah yeah. yeah. because he said the usual fee and harry says i only stole so many rocks grace mm. says so get someone else harry says you're killing me man and then grace <laughs> says only if it's for a good cause like i thought that was kincaid and they're making gotcha. fun of the fact that he killed him yeah gotcha. i'm looking right. forward to that then meeting up again after that how disappointed yeah. were you guys that he didn't connect with Ivy here? It's gonna happen in Battlegrounds. It will sure. happen, and it will be painful, and it will be. Yep. Fun. Will it be painful? Yep. Of course, it'll be painful. I mean, no, they just—they're never gonna talk again. Did you read the microfiction, Andreas, with like uh, the goodbye? I guess with uh, Kincaid and uh, Ivy, and where Ivy's like knows that Kincaid is gonna shoot Harry. I don't remember if I did. You didn't read okay. the one about Kincaid and Ivy? Oh, that's important. That's why yeah. Kincaid, <laughs> Kincaid's not there. Right. Uh, because she dismissed him after she realized what he was going to do. And she oh, told so him she not to shoot him in the face. Yeah. 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 In the chest. Okay, Justin, you, you can describe the ending of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rules of engagement. Trick question. Bye. Yeah. Just hangs up on him. Like, so great <laughs> because it's so professional that at the same time, he's like, I don't want to know because then I'll be bound to it. <laughs> well, it's so. like, also, whatever Harry's going to tell him is going to be stupid and Greg can do it better. So trick question. I'm deciding. Bye. It's <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> uh, so great. And uh, so he takes out a wadded black pseudo wood of the, the, I think it was a ripped up dollar bill. Like it had gone through the laundry a couple of times. Right. And he wrote gray on it in pink highlighter. 
And then that'll put marzipan in your pie plate. Bingo. Apparently people really like that line. <laughs> okay. Now it is the uh, Butters and Sonia sparring match, which was also a duel. Of fun. I, so I straight up wrote the duel in my notes and I'm like, what the hell duel am I talking about? And I'm like, oh, right. The duel. You know, so. Make sure your notes are comprehensible weeks later. <laughs> yeah. Stream of consciousness, man. And only I can understand them sometimes. <laughs> I thought it was cool. It was like a bit of uh, some of the things I really enjoy with like rules of magic and figuring out how something works. Right. It's some, some, some of the great bits of, of the series. It also sprinkles in a bunch of humor. And this is what boys will be boys means, by the way. So if anybody ever tries to, uh, you know, to, to do stupid shit with that line, it's the boys are fighting each other with sticks. They may be also made out of metal. And, uh, you know, then then the shenanigans of like, Hmm, what can it cut? You know, so yeah. like you know. <laughs> I, so, I just made me love Sonya more, which I didn't think was possible because he right. he'd probably be like number two favorite character. Uh and just the way like he because I actually I believed him there for a minute that like Butters had actually cut his hand off. He played them like a fiddle. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. So so they're sparring with Butters is using like an, another sword right he's or were they using they were using like they were using training uh, swords training and then swords. he's yeah, yeah. they say she used the real swords and he's like are you sure am i allowed to do that yeah yeah so they're and, using and, wooden swords and then they pull out the real ones because they have to know what it's going to do to them like well and never tried like it. if there's if there's a better sword then i need to know about it so you know mm. they they connect and you get the whole duel of the fate starts playing in the background and they're like hmm you know it didn't just cut through the sword so they're like okay i guess we're doing this <laughs> so so they fight and then uh you know oh it's funny too because you get a little bit going into it like always with the high guard it's like well everybody's so much bigger than i am mm. so which star um, wars guy is always using high guard there's, there's, this is definitely a reference. It's an Obi Wan, not, not necessarily, but I, I want to say Anakin does a fair bit. I mean, Obi Wan kind of used like a, I don't know all the forms anymore, but yeah, he, because Obi Wan, like especially now, his shtick is the whole like, you know, peace sign with the sword in the back type of thing, like he's gonna lunge at you or something. But we're missing our EG who would be able to educate us. Probably. He's the encyclopedia right. of everything. Okay. Uh, so anyway, they duel and Butters takes his hand off. So yes. now we've got one less knight in the world. Hey, he's still a knight. He's just missing his hand, kind of. Missing his important <laughs> hand. I like yeah. literally for the I can entire either work on this series. or shoot because I only have one freaking arm. So. Right. Uh, Harry calls for a medic and then he uh, goes and joins Butters and Sonia and uh, Harry starts saying, wow, we were born. Did we did not listen. How many hands did we see go flying off? It's okay. I will forgive you, brother. So, <laughs> he puts it on it. fake. Right. <laughs> Only need one hand for Saber. Can still be knight. And Butters right. I'm such an idiot. I shouldn't take this anywhere. Uh, this should then, only come out when we're fighting evil. Right. Yeah. Uh, then Michael shows up because he's the medic and they start playing around. I was like, so what happens if you stick your hand in the light beam? And... Right. I actually thought it would hurt Harry. I know. Well, it, he describes it as being a little bit more warm, I feel like, than the other ones do. But at the same time, it still doesn't chop his hand off. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like if he had left his hand there for like a while, it might have hurt him, but not like just to the immediate touch. I mean, I just took that as a sign that Harry's in the gray, possibly going grayer area, but not like, you know, it's going to burn his arm off or whatever eventually. Maybe he's just too used to cold, so... Oh, yeah, at this point, yeah. Lukewarm feels too hot. Yeah. So they figure out that the the lightsaber sword is not able to hurt humans. It is only able to hurt monsters. And this is given the explanation that there is an angel inside the sword that it gets to make the distinction. And Butters feels really bad because he once sent that thing through the laundry itself. (laughs) Right. Like... Imagine you are being with infinite cosmic power, and you're like, yeah. Okay. yeah. That would lead to a second rebellion if I was one of those angels. I'd be like, nope. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't deserve this. Can I go back to being a katana? <laughs> okay. They had a lot more words than we did for to, this explanation. Uh, to three nights. Right. Well, I mean, they talk about conservation of energy and, you know, the, the mm. angel being able to make the distinction. Um, and then Michael being all smug. And it's like, I told you, the operative word of sword of faith was never sword. You know, so you get that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, you know, they talk about how, you know, the sword probably can't hurt, you know, mortals or anything like that. But it's going to be even better against monsters. And then Sonya's like, time to get Kalishnikov. <laughs> so Yes. <laughs> Because he won't be able to defend himself against mortals. You must have something that will. Right. Okay. Yeah. Works. And then Harry has to go to a party. Right. Chapter 19 is a party at his old house. That's not his house anymore. Right. And, you know, he he does acknowledge that he had been there as a spirit, probably. So he's like, I was told I was here, but uh, apparently mortal Harry doesn't really fully have the, the memories of Ghost Story, which fits but is also interesting since we have ghost story from his perspective so it's another one of those at what point is he writing these books and at what point does he get said understanding but i felt it was important also to mention that because he acknowledges that he remembers being there as a spirit maybe but he doesn't remember going there in skin game which is what everybody was all up in arms about like there were a couple of times i was paying more attention the second time through where it's like okay yes this was a mistake but i think this this is a legitimate mistake versus jim's trying to pull one over on us because there will be a secondary reference like the whole better future versus brighter future i think is used both ways and so i think it's you know we could chalk it up to a mistake versus you know, retcon or something else, you know. You don't think these are the clues for the... universe, oh! Yeah, or the timelines being... Well, Sonya was physically a lot bigger described, I think, in this one than in past books. Like, he either muscled up or, like... steroids. (laughs) I I could totally see Sonya being like, they tried to give me this... They were thought to sell me crocodiles, but no, I thought that's just called Sonya of God. Sonya being the only knight for so long that he's just like, yeah, he has to be able to keep up. He needs to be yeah. able to hit as hard as he possibly can. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious how old he actually is at this point in time, too, because I, I sort of uh, like, uh, oh, like, uh, 
like mid thirties, I think. Well, yeah, I think. Okay, so he's still he's still generally like a little bit younger because I was I was definitely getting more like Arnold Schwarzenegger vibes, where it's like eventually Sonya is going to be in this long enough, and I think part of that is like because Michael, and also like he's been the sole knight for a while, so right. So yeah. the timeline, what I remember, he got taken up with the Narians when he was sixteen, and he was with oh, wow. them for several years until Shiro kind of helped him get out. Yeah. I think at the point of uh, Death Mask, I'm putting him around 25. And now, Same. yeah, so that, that was book five. We're on book 17. Let's g- give or take 10 years. Mm-hmm. 37. Around yeah. mid 30s. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's my guess. So, but in any case, Harry's definitely got several years on him. Yeah. Even Butters does, you know. And I think that's part of it too, is because Butters, I think, is older than Harry, even just by a mm-hmm. couple years. And so, you know, you have this whole like, okay, yeah, we're getting old, you know, like. I think but at this point, Priscilla could probably fix it with the timeline. She's, he's probably around 42. Mm-hmm. And so Butters was uh, 37 as of Deadbeat and it's been 10 books. So he's mid forties, late forties. Right. Right. Okay. So we're not quite in red territory yet though. Retired no. and extremely dangerous. So, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, Harry joins up with the rest of the wardens and tries to make a uniform, like we are all on the same side presentation. Right. Uh, but we get to see the other senior council members come out of the limo. That was kind of fun. I am not some wilting violet Ebenezer McCoy, move aside. And Martha Liberty steps out. She's always been fun. I do, I do kind of like see the her much, but every scene she's in, she kind of steals it a little bit. Yeah. Right. And I do kind of like the theories that her cast may be put on for show and and that she may be doing some stuff behind the scenes because she's a thaumaturgist and kind of a spy. Mm. Oh, and she's so, going to pull... Right. Go ahead. I was just saying, she's going to pull a Murphy and, like, not use a saw, but magic when, like, the fight goes down. Well, I mean, yeah. they don't really talk about it. And you're about to meet with a bunch of accorded nations of monsters. And so putting some blood in the water by being, you know like not able to run away just yeah. seems like like poor you know like it's almost certain that you know listens to when put that cast on her and they maybe maybe it's enchanted or in some way or something like that but like i don't get the feeling that she was there with an actual broken leg but maybe you know maybe we're just reading too much into it hey so. she still might be a badass even with a broken leg you know so oh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah i think right. uh, she's on the senior council so yeah so it's a a Old style white plaster cast on right leg, evidently immobilizing the knee. So, yeah, she could do all sorts of things with an immobilized knee. There's no indication she has to move around to do magic. Yeah. We don't know what her abilities are at all, but she is in the know about Harry and Ebenezer and all of those other important things that Ebenezer was relying on her for in Summer Night. And then uh, Grigori Christos comes out because he wants Ugh. to uh, <laughs> smooth things over with Etri before there's a, a buildup of steam because he is a, a, a politician. Yes. <laughs> Always in a hurry. Hmm. It says, uh, listens to Win because she, he doesn't like him either. Right. I think he's too stupid to be knowingly Black Council. I think he's. I think he's being used without his knowledge. That's that's the vibe I get that he's not like mm. in league with them. I could be wrong. He's the but... internal affairs guys of the White Council. Yeah, he's really. Yeah. I think it's yeah. yeah right. I think it's I think it's the nature of the Black Council. I think we're pl- we're playing in a universe where all of the Black Council are being used, 
they just like Cal thinks that he's in on it, you know? Yeah. And it's, I mean, I've had the same conversation with other people. It's like some, sometimes you're on the outs with the inner circle and sometimes you're in the inner circle, but if you're in the inner circle, you should not pretend that they won't get you too. Well, yeah, the, <laughs> you know, the very so. nature of this thing is everybody's going to turn on everybody else if they think it's to their advantage or survival. So, you know, right. we'll see. So Listens to Wind uh, comes out, and I think the description of him has changed in this book versus the other ones because I, I, his, his braids are silver in this one, but I think they were more of that, like, dark with straight silver before. Like, he's noticeably aging in front of them a little bit. Okay. And uh, he does ask for Harry to watch out for a mutual friend, run interference for him at some point. And right. Harry asks, who is it? But he doesn't get an answer. Right. <laughs> it's like crack for wizards. Yeah. <laughs> Even when you're asking for help, but don't tell me the thing that you want me to help you with. No. Right. Uh, okay. It's like a drug. So... Go ahead. You you probably got more detailed notes here. I'm just looking at my thing because stream of consciousness. Like it looks like they talked about the Paranet a little bit. Yes. And then because as they're about to walk into the building, they see mm -hmm. the Better Future Society, Brighter Future Society right, right. Uh, thing. And while Bill pipes up uh, of like, but why did they turn to Marcone instead of to the White Council? And Harry turns around and their children were being stolen. Right. And we weren't helping them. They got yeah. help yep. where they needed it. Yep. Yeah, their kids were being stolen, and it's not like we were helping them. And he looked all chagrined and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it's normal for you to think that we're the best people. So why didn't they ask us for help? But when you didn't have those resources to give it, then they will find it elsewhere. Right. Ebenezer chimes in with the whole like, well, there were bad calls all the way around. That's what we're trying to fix, you know. So yes, there is also a little bit of a discussion of rules of engagement of. Uh, how should we handle this thing that's suspicious? We'll use your head. Uh, right. Maybe not to smart, break their face. And have a plan to kill everybody in the room. So Yes. <laughs> and there's a, a moment of, was it in this conversation of Harry? It's like, what's that thing that uh, Ebenezer set, told him? And it's like, uh, was it that quip? No. Oh, is it something, something, never limbs you sweat? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we get to see Childs again, because he's right. like the doorman with a very polite German shepherd who's sniffing them all. A vanilla dog looking for conventional explosives because they've had a problem with that recently. Mm -hmm. so. Yep. And Harry so, Justin's walking into the building, so... Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and my thought here, too, was like, so Child Childs is on the door, right? And it's very clear that they're looking for mortal conventional explosives and they, they weren't, at least at this level, looking for any of the you know, magical kinds of, of whammy and whatever. Nobody makes a big deal about the what Ramirez is carrying because, you know, they presumably have guns, knives, and whatever else. They're not making a big deal about their stabs. But what really got me, though, is Childs is on the door with the dog. Does, was Childs on duty when the shenanigans later come down? You know, like, does he get taken out? Oh, yeah, does he survive? <laughs> right? We don't find out names, but it's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> like yeah you were I, on the door <laughs> so i feel like if he got killed that would have been mentioned yeah at right. some point it has to be mentioned yeah. because he's he's given a certain introduction here of like the whole paragraph dedicated to he looks kind of strange because he is something maybe you can cover it with mediterranean kind of like darker skin but bleach blonde hair uh his eyes are an unsettling color somehow blending the colors of 
metallic gold with old growth ivy. So what what is that? Right. It, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Right. And I sorry, I just got to my notes. It, it's after this where they have the the sign where like remember what I always said, never start mm. the fight but always finish it. Not that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> something something never let you, let them see you sweat. That'll do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So even when they can be really mad at each other, they can still have a fun back and forth chemistry. Right. But that happens in all of the books. Like Susan comes back and he can never be in a relationship with her again, but they, they're still in love and they still have that chemistry. It's one of the it would have gotten over good it. things. Right. Well, that's the big, the big fucking simp. Oh, oh wow. him, him and Susan? Yeah. Um, eh, that's generally not a thing people get maybe. over. Maybe a couple years down He'll the line. He'll get over. He's getting over it in the book. Uh, I might have gotten back together with her, but he would have brought it up like ten years. You know. Yeah, you remember that time with Maggie when you didn't tell me? Right. <laughs> yeah, he gets to win all the arguments, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think Maggie should go to this school. Well, you got to decide for X amount of years, <laughs> so I guess now I get. <laughs> Right. He's like, how about this? When the vampires break into 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 Michael's house and murder everybody and then they make off with her, then you get to have a say. But until that happens, I'm protecting her. And that would be a bigger problem if they were somehow able to get in that house. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Chapter 20. They finally get inside the building and they're 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 going right chapter 19 is just walking up to the door i was I realizing that this read through i was like man some of these are really light on like detail but they're like i mean 10 15 minute chapters you know so yeah because this one it's like i mean there's a fair fair bit of detail setting up the scene and whatever like you get the the drapes and the colors and over there is the who gives a shit and they're faced <laughs> off with the who fuck you guys and there's the <laughs> ghouls and i really fucking wish they would so that I could unleash because that's not going to come back to bite me in five minutes of conversation. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's Faravax giving stink eye to, you know, mm. so. That was so much fun. Yes, this is the, the uh, description of the inside of the building and all of their different like colors and, oh, there's the, uh, the orchestra on this side and they're playing something German and right. everything is sparkly. Somebody owed somebody a favor. So, oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's fun is that they, if the implication was that they were she who owed Marcone a favor, uh, which is kind of interesting. So, or that Mab owed Marcone a favor. Maybe. So, like, yeah, yeah something. Favors have definitely been swapped and somewhat recently, you know, so. But. Harry really gets bad value out of his uh, deals with this. She. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it kind of depends. Like, so. I mean, it was a clever moment with uh, Eldest Gruff. And it was forever He's wonderful. pitching about the donut. He got his life out of that donut. You know, like, yeah. that's, well, that donut was a cover for please don't squish me today. But it helps that Eldest Gruff is not a dick because many of the she's that he has to deal with are like that. Yeah, well, he know, got much, to parlay before worse. he got crushed. Yeah. There's that. And, uh, I mean, his... Uh, quirks in asking for the donut made it so Eldest Gruff was like rooting for him with Titania afterwards. Right. Which is yeah. very good things and like it, it does pay off but it's like a fucking donut. Right. Okay. He's basically setting up like in this corner it's the 
Svartelves and they're unhappy and Christos is already talking to them. And on the other side, it's the people who are basically polar opposites of them and like winter and summer on the complete opposite sides of the thing. And everyone has their colors. Colors are everywhere. Right. And Ramirez gives out some assignments. So it's like, you stick with them, you stick with them. And Harry is the only one who isn't given someone to bodyguard. It's like, what do you want Harry to do? Liaise, go out and mingle because Solve you're this person. before they are. So. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely Harry's strong suit. Right. Yeah, don't create more of them, you know, yeah. in the, right. yeah. Being polite and diplomatic. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, the difference is Ramirez knows damn well, like this isn't just Harry being a loose cannon like he normally would, because if he fucks up, Mab will, will crush him. So yeah. he's got the most incentive not to start a fight, you know. Yes. So. And True. so Harry goes over to Lara, who's putting on a happy come hither girl facade until Freitas can do a thing to make sure that there's an image so that they can speak clearly. Right. And they talk about how much trouble they're in and how they haven't figured out anything how to fix Thomas. Until and uh Harry suggests that she talks to Christos because, you know, yes. he he'll he'll he won't give up until he gets some kind of compromise. And then she's like, cool, introduce me. He's like, yeah, that's not really my, I fucking demand you introduce me. And it's like, really? This is, so speaking about how smart Lara is. And yeah, this she is wasted what she's going to Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, like, that's what I feel like. Right. Yeah. So. I would have saved one because you know you're going to ask him to help whatever she comes up with Thomas, you know. But she didn't even need to do that either. She didn't need to use a favor from Mab on help me save your brother. Right, 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 right. At least that one, though, is like, you know... I mean, it gives Harry cover, technically. As opposed to, like, this one is like... Politically, yeah. Do, do something that anyone in the room could have done for me, but it had to be you, you know, and like... Harry's uh, protest of, I'm not sure if it'd be helpful for me to introduce you to Christos because he doesn't like me. Right. That is logical. That is actually, like, helpful to her. And she says, no, you will do this. This is a favor. And then he gets to feel that, like, fey promise pain thing. Yeah. Which then she apologizes for. <laughs> do you want Mab to carve on your teeth? No, then you probably should do it. So, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so uh, Lara leaves behind her uh, bodyguards who are way too uh, paranoid. And Harry takes her up to Christos and Etri, and they kind of start figuring things out and actually doesn't really want to do anything, but Christos really, really wants to be seen as a diplomat. Right. So it they, kind of works. Right. And this is where they get him moved to, you know, the castle, right? So yes. that's the, you know, well, I mean, if you want vengeance and you're just going to kill him, then great. But how's that going to look for everybody else? But if you're serious about putting him on trial and being neutral about this whole thing, move him to the castle where Dresden can get to him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, and Harry uses just a couple of minutes worth of like, I can be polite and charming. And then uh, Crystal says, do not let us keep you from your duties any longer, Warden. He says, yep, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to be here anyway. <laughs> yeah, and he goes over to food. What are you saying? I'm off the hook? Right. <laughs> oh. I mean, who wouldn't go to food in a fancy party like this? Granted, you Game hope that the ghouls shoulders. are eating beef and not people. Yeah. So, did he do the, did he do the same thing here as he did in Skin Game? Or was like just take it off, then it's a meal. And I think he did that in Cold Days 2 or something. I mean if you're at a party, eat the food. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's also it's so Dresden. Like, let's be yeah. real. Like he's yeah, but he's definitely isn't a teenager. The, isn't that line there food. in all three books? Or am Probably. I mixing them up? Yeah, no, it could be. So not sure. Uh, he yeah, does see Ivy, and Ivy or ignores and, him. Ignores him. And Maybe he has the question of should Ivy even have hips yet? How old is she? And has the uncomfortable realization that she's got to be around eighteen. And Kincaid is not there. And yeah, ignores him probably because how she's smart enough to be savvy and get what she doesn't want not done. Well, he's right about the whole thing about being awkward at parties and not realizing like, oh, social interactions of putting aside all the wizarding stuff anyway. But yeah, you're probably right. She's like not happy with him still. But she's also happy that he's alive. So it's a very complicated emotional quandary. Yeah. Yeah. It should be really fun for her to describe. I think there's like two people who's treated her like an actual person. And she had the one of them tried to kill the other one. And now she's not <laughs> right. speaking to the one who's still alive. Yeah. Like... I used to have two best friends. Used to. <laughs> it was also a nice little description of uh Ferovax and Vaterung staring at each other with their staring contest. God, that was a lot of fun. And then a gigantic uh big uh, foot hand comes down on his shoulder and he freaks out. Right. Yeah. Now oh I can man, that's that fake. Properly. That, that that's chapter fake out. Right. Oh yeah, I love it. And yeah, the the cliffhanger line at last. I yeah. can pay you back I, properly. I feel like that was because he talked about uh, Babylon Five a lot when he was writing this one. I feel like that's like a direct reference to when I forget the names, but one of the characters who've been warring with this other race is like, "I'm going to get you a drink," and then like right. takes him over to the bar or whatever. It just reminded me of that a lot. That sounds like Jim. definitely in that style. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Okay. All right. So uh, there's a little description of the rule of thumb that Murphy taught him. And he gets away from the Janoska and finds uh, the Sasquatch that isn't blood on his soul that we've actually finally learned his name on this anyway. It's River Shoulders, which is his yeah. friend and from the uh, short stories. Uh, <laughs> and River Shoulders is wearing a Victorian era suit with a tiny little, like, no, it's they're huge, but they look tiny on him still, glasses. Right. Yeah. And that's, they make a Overwatch reference. Which is cool. Which one? So, oh, oh, it's uh, monkey a with the glasses. glasses. Pretty sure that's like a Looney Tunes reference, because that what's kind of. No, comes I'm pretty to sure it's an Overwatch reference. I so. thought it was. There wasn't. There's someone yeah. in X Men a long time ago that kind of. I don't what. Beast. Oh, Beast. Beast is a good one too. Yeah. All I don't have an ebook, so isn't I can't there look. an X Men like? Isn't there some kind of like cyborg guy in the Justice League? Yeah, cyborg. You know, like. <laughs> 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 they were creative. What kind of nerd? What kind of nerd? No, I'm just kidding. All right. I'm the kind of nerd that enjoyed Aliens 4. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you on that. I, I love you. Resurrection. I love Resurrection. It's a great cast. It's entertaining. It, yes. It is you know? it is one of the most fantastic. Like, we got yeah. all the best ingredients. We got the temperature, and it still came out of shit sandwich. So I don't know. Whatever. So, know. I enjoyed <laughs> it. It was. I got a whole sidetrack here because I could. Uh, I could say something. No, I talk next about... week. Next. Week, yeah. So, yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe that's that's what our next topic could be. Was like, what are the what are the best like 
the best movies that never should have failed. Like we've got the fantastic cast, great director, pretty good premise, and it still sucks. Oh, yeah. Cowboys and a Cowboys versus Aliens or whatever that that could have. Oh my god, that's disappointing. Yeah. Almost that movie that boring. <laughs> right. I don't get it. Like, I was like, Cowboys, Aliens, two great actors. I'm for it, and I was just sitting there. Man, this is boring. This is bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Dresden. Oh yes, Dresden. This is it's actually in Oklahoma, which was the one of the short story specific stories that was really fun. Right. And uh, there's there's quite a bit of of background here for their little bit of conversation. You know, um, they cover they cover more about the Starborn, and I think that's building. when he specifically gets the six hundred and sixty six, right? And then yeah. you know he still gets the Hagrid. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. You know. And then, then I told you that. <laughs> right. <laughs> then you get the blood on his soul. By the way, he's still around. Also, here's his name. Also, here's the difference between Grendelkin and yeah. know, everybody else. So, and I'm a baby at like 20,000 oh, yeah. years like, old. Like 45. He's not a baby. Yeah. He's, not, he's like <laughs> mid. In he's a thousand years old and like middle aged. Middle aged. <laughs> and also <laughs> apparently a pipsqueak. Right. I just want to say, I feel like. It's gonna turn out Thomas was actually say, trying to say Janasqua. That's that's what I'm going with, and it's gonna happen. I like He's that better get... than Justine. Right. Yeah. I like it better than implying that Justine is infected. Yeah. It is better, but it's still so. It's ridiculous. not Justine. That's either I mean, either it's just played straight, and he just worried about Justine. Yes. Or it's nothing to do with Justine. It's gonna be it's Justin or it's a Janasqua. It is such a hairy mistake to be like, oh yeah, yeah, Justine, I got it, I got it, you know. And it's just. And I just, you just can you yeah. imagine <laughs> Thomas trying to be like, no, not just. Well, he breaks down just crying both Justine. times because like <laughs> fucking Harry, goddamn it. Right. <laughs> Janasqua. <laughs> right. Just behind you the whole time. I was saying he was behind you. <laughs> There's the, this big question of how did blood on his soul survive? There was nothing but ketchup. Riverschild just doesn't know, and no one knows yeah. apparently. Maybe Hades, but we don't get to. Like, but seriously, he was pounded do, to jelly. Do you think he still has the coin? Yes. How did he yeah. get out? That is the big it's, question. Because if the coin was integral from him, like he can definitely make his getting, own way. The immortal's <sighs> gonna immortal man. So, Are, like not. this, this is probably he made a, a deal with Hades. This is probably a combination of things, right? Like, was this because he he's part of the war tribe or something else? Was this because he, despite the fact that he had one of the bruisers, they are still angels. There really shouldn't be that big a difference between them other than personality. So like, did this angel be like, hey, guess what? Here's a phylactery and you'll come back in about four days or whatever, you know? Like who knows how it's done? It's, it's Here's also, a horcrux, you know? it's like, also implied he might be, an, uh, you know, an archetype of, right. so, so that might also be why. He's a mantle, blood on your shoulders. <laughs> the blood is the mantle. So as long as there's blood, he'll come back. They like the ultimate yeah. badass or something. <laughs> yeah. Right, I, the, the prototype or the pro the proto whatever. Like, like the um, the fetch the scarecrow. Yeah, the pumped right. up the pumpkin head whatever. I can't remember his. Yeah. Right. I think I think we'll get more about it, but this yeah. I mean it's definitely a huge turn of events because you know now Harry's yeah. got to look over his shoulder for the first time in a while. Like, oh, so why, why yeah. bother? He can't see him anyway. <laughs> Because he's jelly? 
Because or he's, he's, a, he's got a veil he's or something. He's a master of invisibility. Yeah. Like Ebenezer, like when I use the site and I still can't see Ebenezer sneaking up on me. Yeah, on a mountain. Right. Harry I, I mean, I don't know if we saw Harry. You, Because like the Genosqua followed him around, right? And he never noticed. True. It, he never used the site on the Genosqua because he did not want to see the fucking Genosqua. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to see that Genosqua yeah. on the site. That's going to be like the... <laughs> You're going to see him without hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be like one of those... Uh, what are they called? Skin... skin, skin? Shagnassies. Yeah, let's yeah, call Shag Nasty because you like during the course of the legend, uh, if you the more you name them and think about them, the more they pay attention Nicolosi, to you. Nicolosi, Nicolosi. Yeah. Nicolosi? <laughs> oh, no. Ah. no, those things genuinely like terrify me because I've looked into that stuff and it's. Ugh. But you know it's all made up, right? The good news is if they are going to get you, you're mostly just get eaten and then it yeah. hurt very long. So. One tidbit that you did not mention, Justin, is that Beowulf was Vaterun. Oh yeah, was that that conversation too? Yes, like yeah. so the the describing Grendel and what all the things that Grendel was trying to do, mm-hmm. and the Beowulf had to get uh, that taken care of because it was too much. And Beowulf was Vaterun. He has a lot of names and faces. Lived and fought like Odin a mortal. Literally has just been everywhere and done everything. For like sure. that guy. Odin knows how to wear masks and mantles. Right now. Yep. I think well, Fairfax and... definitely. Oh, sorry. Uh, who am I going to be today? Beowulf, Odin, Santa, hmm, one of the other 100 we don't know about. Well, <laughs> Fairfax says he's going to close the underworld, the ways to the underworld later. So I'm, that made me wonder about some things like what's his, what other masks have he? I think he's going to close the ways. The way, what okay. He, what if he is Merlin? I know EG's going to hate me for saying these words. Oh my God. But what if that's how he's able to get around the mortal time, like the mortal, well, you know, age? I mean, he's since skipping he's, around time because he's yeah. fucking taking off the mask and going over well, there and being pale. And, and he's also and busy at back. the gates as Rashid. And, you know, like, right. I mean, he's, he's, <laughs> you're like, yeah. wait well, a no, minute. That's a stupid one. <laughs> no, I, I mean, and, I get it. And like, Merlin, I don't Merlin want is to almost for it, sure but... in the gem than in, in, in Green oh. Reach. So I think it's we, worth. I think it's a question. If we take what Ebenezer said and change this as fact that Merlin was taught by Odin, Odin, uh huh, then and Beowulf, you know, prayed to Odin. So Odin hung himself on the tree for nine days in glory to himself as God. Okay, right. I, I don't. It's like you're right. It could work. I he cheats. Yeah. <laughs> tell me. I hope EG shows up in the next thirty-five seconds to I tell know. me I'm an idiot. You know, oh because oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> EG, EG, EG. I summon you. Because you know he's listening. Hope so. Okay. I hope Murphy and Butters get married and they I've both got get French swords. Mal coming. <laughs> a little bit of candy. Murphy and Butters. Say that. What? Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to fob off. Easy. That was. You're right. That was a big part of it because you also get the distinction between like the um, his tribe was the Grendelkin and Grendel mm-hmm. was one of these and all of this stuff like the blood on your shoulders. But there's a yeah. distinction and you know that there's actually there's three paths right because there was the sky path the is it the war path because that's what my brain keeps yeah i think it was a a sky path war path and then was river well river shoulders does whatever like basically he's the sky path yeah like river shoulders is the sky path but i can't remember the name of the other one i can try to find it there he is Ah! told you (laughs) told you it would work (laughs) (laughs) he's already mad what's got to say that a christmas sweater Nice shirt. Sure. Sure. Sweater. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. 
Listen, <laughs> start throwing pumpkin spice at me in September. So, I can't wear a Christmas shirt. No, Listen, I wasn't criticizing. I was just saying. Especially since I've been running around all day and it. it's a shirt I don't care about at the moment. Yeah, see, I don't mind early <laughs> celebration of holidays, but you got to give the other ones their due. So Halloween is next. You can no, yeah, no, no skipping. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. So September is boring. So let's just skip to Halloween. Right. That's why. And pumpkins would... everywhere. Pumpkins for all of fall. Right. Okay. So no, he's not Merlin. So, so you, you don't think so? No. Okay. I was I like, know. do we do, we do this in the now? same way? He's not Rashid. <laughs> prove it. Well, I'm just saying we haven't seen him in the same place. At the I same don't have time, to prove so. it. Battleground is probably going to prove it. <laughs> well, when it Merlin hasn't shows been out. up. It, not yet. No, when Rashid shows up. Yeah. You know, at the very end, like hand in hand with Leia, uh, Leah saying, oh, we fixed everything at the gate. <laughs> right. uh, up until the moment I see them in the same room, I am hanging on to this. <laughs> Listen, people. Which have, even. People I have mean, hung themselves come on, you watch Dark. Thing. That doesn't prove anything. Jim, oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Different timelines. <laughs> They're all the same person in different time fr reference frames, just like the electrons. Right. Everyone is Rashid. I just, Shut up. Don't, I gave her <laughs> all the justification she needs. Exactly. They're all projections of Harry's subconscious. Jim just probably <laughs> not watched this, but I know Priscilla tends to watch. So if you talk to Jim, and Pelegrams <laughs> hasn't gone to print yet. Could you like have them be in the same it's room? It's gone to like, print yet. Casually yeah, imagine. Copies. Just put it as an epilogue. And then Odin shows up and shoots Merlin in the face twice. There. And Rashid watches in horror. Everyone was Rashid in different time frames. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, this chapter actually has a lot of good info. So we get yes. we get all of that, and then when. Uh, so they go, uh, some of this takes place after he's like, it's getting a little hot in here, right? And this is the guy that yeah. he's supposed to so that know, was when they were asked, space for. It was so. getting a little hot in there. They ask, where can they talk privately? And Einhigar sounds, uh, he's a little uncomfortable with the Bigfoot in front of him because he knows it's a Grendel. And then that's right. how that conversation started. Right. And then, he, yeah, he puts his hand on his shoulders and be like, look, whatever beef you think you have is not with me, you know, type so, of thing. With so. this giant hand that just made Harry freak out on his shoulder when he knows that that's a bad guy. Well, and that's, that's, that's what's crazy, too. It's like this dude is obviously predisposed to violence against you and you just grabbed him. Like that sets off a lot of warrior types. Like, mm -hmm. you know, dude probably knows better by like three levels, but I'm not saying it was the smartest move in the moment either. Yeah, so. it, yeah. It didn't work out badly, so whatever. Right. In this conversation, River Shoulders is also offering to teach Harry things, very similar in the way that Listens to Wind was offering to teach Harry, because Listens to Wind is a good kid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's still a youngster. Right. Yeah. But then, uh, because the comment of Listens to Wind being a good kid, of like, just how old are you? And uh, all of the older wizards are really trying to hang on. They're near the end uh, because it's, the time is happening. And that's when Harry says 666 years. He's like, oh, you learned that, huh? Hmm. A little tidbit. Right. And then the conversation has to end because Molly walks in. And right. Harry does have the thought of, like, she looks too good to be my friend's daughter. Thing, and I hate myself. Whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> says, Harry. We haven't had enough uh, of this, this chapter. Let Harry dressed it. Uh, you, if you want to insult me, you're going to have to try something worse than calling me Harry. <laughs> right. 
Good luck. Uh, yes, and then he just walks out, and Molly explains that the fiddler was getting uh, inappropriate with Yoshimo, and Harry Dresden has to be the one to make him stop permanently because he is the Winter Knight. Right. Yeah, I guess she, she, you know, vampires can't be trusted, but I guess you know she's not going to pay attention to to Faye being trusted. So yeah, she's probably well, still going to be pissed at Harry, <laughs> even though he helped he should have shot again. him a look after that and was like, "See, fuck you all." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as they're walking back into the big party room, Harry and Molly talk about the fact that she needs to talk to her parents and explain everything that's going on, and he will be there to help her. Okay. Very vulnerable moment, and she's all afraid, and it's complicated. It's like it's it sort of is, but it kind of isn't. And for as long as she is going to live, now that she is an immortal, she really should cherish the time that she has with her family. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then and we then get she... skin game birthday to electric boogaloo. Exactly. So my I mean the so it's so great because Harry hits him with the same brutality that you see in the birthday scene. He just totally like lights this guy up and cleans his clock and he's like, This is the right one, right? And Molly's yeah. like, Yeah, how did you know? It's like, ah oh, shit, doesn't matter. <laughs> he looks more like a douchebag than the rest thing. of them. Yeah, right. He looks for the one who's the most douchiest looking. It's like, okay, right. it works. Yeah. yeah. It's, but it was just so great because he just turns to everybody and he's like, "This is the one." Right? He's like, after he just blasted him, so well, he could have he could have made it up, pay to wear guild or something if it was the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, what's the worst that happens? They hate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody else is mad at Harry. Oh well, no. <laughs> yeah, but the Winter Court, ooh, spooky. Yeah, so yes. they do what Winter Court kids do, and he's like ice sculpture, right? So they just put him as a. Live sculpture on the table. Oh, yeah, the other buffet table to be displayed. And if he survives, then he is banished from winter forever on pain of death. Yeah, he got he got next time we'll actually kill you. The other guy got turned into soup. Oh, what the uh, the rawhide? No, well, eventually, but yeah, no, the the two she at the party, yeah, okay, in cold cold days, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Alright, and uh, then Molly's like, please excuse this disruption and continue on with the party. And people are, are trying. This and is, then, uh, go ahead. Lara asks to loan, or be loaned the winter night to escort her outside because she wants a breath of fresh air or something. And Molly is very suspicious but allows it. And this is when Lara says that she succeeded. Thomas is going to be moved into the castle. So they are going to steal him and she's execute. calling in her second favor. I want yes. you to kill the Batman. I mean, get Thomas from Markham. So you're welcome. I'm sorry. I couldn't. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, like I can just see the scene from the trailer with the eyes and the face and the we're going to get my brother. Okay. Chapter twenty-two. We can end here at an hour or we can go along, which I suggest that we do because we I, have to go. Yeah, I think so. I mean we've covered this will be chapter five, like five or fifth chapter, mm. but we should probably go a little long. Okay. So, so uh Karen demands, is Laura insane? Because now he's explaining everything to her and right. she's realizing all of the risks. And they talk about the risk and the fact that he's going to do it anyway because it's his brother and all of the other things that, like, if you do this badly, everything implodes and it starts with decapitating you. And then gets worse from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Mab would just keep his head alive for torture for, you know, however long. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's still got teeth to carve. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And this is when Murphy decides she's going to take off her casts four days early 
and she gets the PG's favorite part. <laughs> right. It wasn't as stupid as I was afraid of because it's only four days and she's not like moving around all that great afterwards anyway. She's right. still in pain. Yeah. And and I mean you get all those hot bathtub scenes with the whole like loose skin and you know, just yeah, general gross smelling of having all the yeah, all the, the <laughs> like taking off a cast is like releasing the smell of a sarcophagus, you know. It's it's yeah. uh, well I you didn't describe that, but I, it's like that. <laughs> Well, thank yes. you for giving me a frame of reference. Next time I smell a sarcophagus, I'll know. <laughs> oh, what this is what they summers? meant. Right? I mean, been near mummies, but never smelled a sarcophagus. Why? Anyway. There's a little bit of conversation of he doesn't want her to get hurt, and this is stupid, and she's going to do it anyway, and he can't stop her, so might as well help. I could hex the thing. You could have hexed the, the thing. List. No, we I had the conversation. Okay, we can move on. Right. Yes. And obligation. Every book. Mm-hmm. No, it's dangerous. Bah, 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 bah. Okay. Stop trying to protect me, Harry. Well, I mean, they get over it a lot quicker, so they've grown. I mean, that's not like it was. Yes, no, that's before. true. Instead of yeah. taking chapters, it takes a few pages. So kudos to them. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But this is when they exchange the I love yous. Yay. Is this it was when very he gets protected? That's mm -hmm. going to be so sad when she dies and not Ebenezer. <laughs> So Man, we might be losing, but I feel okay. like we're going to be losing several people in Battleground. So, probably. I mean, that's, we know as much from the ancillary people. Yeah, it'll right. be a couple, but it'll be like Yoshimo. Who cares? <laughs> no, Wild Bill. No, you said three things ever. Uh, we knew your entire name, Wild and Bill Myers. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Warden. <laughs> Anyway. Warden Wild Bill Myers. Right. <laughs> this is uh, the, the, the closest you get to a car chase in the Justin Files because they're going to Chateau Wraith and they're being followed by like three cars. Yeah. It's hella fun though. Yeah. So. One of them is a Crown Vic and therefore that is the cops. Right. Because that's Does the only that thing look like a try. cop car? Yep. Yep. I mean, it isn't anymore and it wouldn't be in Chicago probably. Well, maybe for detectives, but yeah. I don't think they make Crown Vicks anymore for for uh, for police. Like that, that would have to be old. It I really, just... I mean, it it can depend on the precinct and stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, since Crown Vicks, there's also been Impalas and there's been Chargers and all of this other stuff. And it depends on if you're a state trooper or Highway Patrol, you know, whatever your state's got. And yeah. in Chicago, like I, I'm, maybe there are unmarked cars. There almost certainly are, you know, and and certain for different statures, but the most frequent patrol car that I saw was actually more of a, uh, SUV. So, um, totally the Merlin now that you can see I'm not here. So <laughs> the Merlin is following it, him around just, in a crown Vic. <laughs> you ever figure something out and it just feels right. Like I, I'm, it's going to be great when I'm wrong. I'm, I'm okay with that, but it feels right right now. So anyway, um, but yeah, so they, they do more like SUVs and shit like that, you know, like anyway. So, so yeah, there are three Vic. cars following them. The Crown Vic is assumed to be uh, Rudolph and Bradley. Right. And there's a battered old Jeep. If I remember right, then that was going to be gray. And then there is a right. silver minivan yeah, following. Yeah, I was going to say there's a, a van. That's definitely the FBI. Seems a minivan? Be, right. Uh, yeah, all the, the, you know, the cliches like, we're going to van with the flowers on it. And like, you know, we're not obvious at all. <laughs> Next time I want to go to the dance, I've been in the van for 15 goddamn years, so. <laughs> okay, so 
they this is a get off the highway and but then can they veil and speed up because it trips the uh speedometer whatever the fuck it's called it gets yeah it gets rudolph and bradley pulled over for speeding because they were trying to follow as they're going back onto the highway right that was rather fun yeah and then the jeep pulls up yes and that one is gray Mm -hmm. although in the middle of this there's a conversation of like murphy complaining that she's in pain and harry feels bad and then she reminds him to take the cold medicine it's like is this what it's like to get old right that's yeah that's the end of the chapter but or towards the end of the chapter but yeah they're they're talking to gray gray you know dresden's like shouldn't you be watching justine like what the hell he's like bro everybody's watching justine like yeah including creepy gary you know so yeah um, and so murphy had the question of why is the fbi watching her and he says well they tipped off tilly but why is the fbi watching justine just the fact that shit's going down fbi should right. be alert i we don't see the connection from FBI to Justine. Right. Yet. Because Yet. Tilly is now Mulder Tilly. So <laughs> <laughs> he's clued in. No, I don't know. A little. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he also talks about how good he is in subcontracting and blah, blah, blah. And um, I don't remember the context for the line, but I think it was Murphy. And it was like, and because uh, they're talking about, you know, like Thomas's situation. And then, and then because he's an idiot like you, he didn't tell her, you know, Justine, like mm-hmm. he, that they, they all kind of agree that she's the angle, right? That what, whoever's doing what to Thomas was doing, doing it to Justine. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. because he's going to protect Justine you know, she doesn't know anything about it. So, so that it's is... not just if, if Harry's being a blind idiot, it's not just Harry. Everybody kind of buys into that narrative as well. So, yeah. I mean, even if, if she doesn't know anything and she's the leverage, okay. If she does know something, watch her. I mean, all of the logical things to do is watch Justine. Oh, right. I, I feel like she's not going to turn out to be like uh, a backstabber, but it's going to be like a thing with like, Ramirez or something where like there is some secrets or like subterfuge going on for some reason that we don't understand that's going to be a problem later but I I don't think it's going to turn out to be that she's like oh she's been the bad one the whole time at least I hope not because that would be stupid yeah I hope not yeah yeah but then you know the end where it's like you know oh you're you're hurt and achy and oh you need to take your cold medicine and I'm like oh my god they sound like they're old married people already exactly is this what kidding old's like and I'm like yes (laughs) yes it is and let's see so Murphy did give Gray uh paranoid Gary's information because they might as well team up because they're on the same side right uh and tell him where he got it otherwise you know he'll dip yeah (laughs) and then they continue on to chateau race and freitas so much Mm. the flirting the hitting on the blushing ez should come back because chapter 24 freitas met us at the door and uh this is when murphy has to say i'm not an invalid and she puts the gun up to freitas's head and wins that tiny little grapple match yeah it's still a little dumb but this just proves that freitas is dumber than her sister well she's i mean obviously apparently she's horny so like she's distracted right bored you know there's there's a lot going on there she's not as professional as her sister there's that yeah so sigrun is better um and i don't think sigrun would have 
allowed Murphy to do this. No, she would have been like, nice try. I admire exactly. The but yes, I'm going to break your arm now. So like back off. <laughs> yeah. Shame, right. shame we can't make something work because we might all die tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she would be the one I to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, I know, right? Yeah. She'd be the one to know. <laughs> you know, it's a, such a great pickup line for a Valkyrie. She's like, weird, that usually works, you know, because it's like, yeah. I can see the future. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. So. It is fun of uh, Fata saying, I don't mind sharing. And Murphy's like, I'm Catholic. I don't mind complicated either. <laughs> right. Conflicted. Yeah. Conflicted. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah whatever. It doesn't have to be whatever. So, but they go to Lara. Lara's in a hedge maze somewhere on the estate because it's iconic, in, I in guess. Well, she's got to have dramatic outdoor. entrances, you know. No. Dope. Her above ground outdoor sex dungeon. So. Yes. Yeah. I think they described it as like a gigantic bed that is bigger than any bed ever. Right. with like a canopy or something and she's sitting in the middle uh drinking espresso because this was her warm-up for the eventual party fight that she knows is going to happen also diplomacy there's some implications so she she talks about having obviously fed because like murphy gives her a whole ration of shit about it but also that you know this is kind of how her people do diplomacy so i'm not sure like the implication was kind of like similar to Spartolf's, right? But it didn't have to be Spartolf. So maybe it was she or maybe it was somebody else, you know? Yeah. But we I don't mean, know. But. It totally There's something with her eyes too, right? Them. It's like the first, like a thing, it's specifically Sapphire blue. Right? It's the first time they've at least seen them like completely her human eyes. Right. Usually there's some white in them. I mean, who knows? Her and Harry might start dating after Murphy dies in the next book, so maybe that's what they're setting up. Yes. I hope so. And then Harry can feel all guilty about that and, like, cry, yeah. and Lara can be like, you get really girly after <laughs> I mean, he could be so lucky and then die, but, yeah, no. Yeah. She, like, if there is a Black Widow in, in the series, well, it's freaking Lara Well, the, ma the mantle might help offset that, because, like, I feel like it would be... I don't know. We'll see. I like this contemplation, so please continue. Oh, no, that was the end. I was just like, we'll say, like, you know, uh, like, because they both have their, you know, predator, demon, whatever's in them. So, like, I feel like if they, at this point, like, if they actually, like, you know, wasn't an illusion and they got together, it might not kill, you know, Harry this time. I, I don't know. I... So I'm willing to grant you, I'm curious what the implications would be with the winter mantle, right? Like, does that yeah, give yeah. Some Molly kind should of go protection? hit up on Lara and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, well, that may happen too. <laughs> I, I mean, know you know, Harry, Harry's so. best friend's daughter and his, like, technically stepsister, you know? Starting yeah. to turn into some... Yeah, now it's starting to turn it, yeah, it's starting to, yeah, like... Some of those other fantasy novels where that stuff just goes on way too long. <laughs> oh, I could just, you know, mantle and how does that react? And then Laura yeah. and how does, you know, does, does she survive? For, yeah. for science, of course. Yeah, exactly. for science. Interesting. Yeah, he could write it, you know, he could write it where it wasn't that. <laughs> he got a BDSM scene to fit plot that, relevant shit. So yeah, it yeah. totally works. We're yeah. diplomatizing, do you mind? <laughs> Yeah, but Harry does clue into the fact that someone has bugged Lara's office, and that is probably why she's not in her office and outside. Yeah. 
and he didn't she didn't like that he figured it out but she doesn't know who's bugged it or at least she's not sharing and there's just been things happening in the past Why few weeks that, that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, like other people have known too much of right yeah she's she's yeah. she's gonna have to clean house again soon probably in well, terms of personnel yeah they're still playing the game you know is kind of the thing so like he asked some open-ended questions and then she's just like yeah no so which you know it just still it kind of goes back and forth because again she doesn't seem nearly as strict and professional as she has in other books right, right. she's not so. as uh, uh scary or predatory in this one right. and it could just be that she feels vulnerable because she's about to lose her brother but yeah i she think she has jen oh no go ahead uh, in this conversation, she's also kind of describing the uh, calculated deadliness of the way that the white court is working, of the fact that if she is too weak, they are going to kill her and take her place. Very similar to what the white the winter court is doing to Molly, of they're going to attack, and if she fails, then they were right to do so. Right. Yeah. I was saying, I think she genuinely has, like, some human, like, feeling towards Harry. I don't know how much of it and how much of it's, like, a work but I think there's definitely like, you know, something there other than just the predatory instinct. At least that's my take on it. Could be. Yeah, but I mean. I, I kind of miss her when she was scary because scary was fun. No, I mean, I think like it'll go back in that direction. Cause I, I both, I, I mean, it just, it just adds complexity, right? So her yeah. character, she's fine. She's definitely not like get croaking in the next book. So, you know, she'll be around for a while. She was barely seen in the trailer. It made me suspicious. Maybe she get well. Maybe she gets knocked. Maybe she gets put out of commission. She gets her ass kicked and like, but you know. And I'm starting to think that she's going to be one of the people who dies. Oh, that would. Why, that... why is she going to be in any way, shape, or form threatened? Like that's not very white court. So like she should be elsewhere unless she gets ambushed by like you know. Uh, a Fomor hit squad. Do you really think yeah. she's going to be in the team that goes to take down Ethniel? I mean, she's going to be next to Harry, and Harry's going to be in the team taking down Ethniel. So right. yes. Well, I mean, if this is all hands on deck, like, like she's she'll she can figure out something probably. Like, don't get me wrong, she can throw down, but I she's yeah. not a brawler, and and her court's not going to honor that, right? In like, changes, not... she got a navy carrier off uh, nearby in order to take uh, <laughs> Molly and Thomas to and whatnot. So uh, yeah, maybe she'll just. I'm gonna yeah. tell you what's not in Lake Michigan, though. So like, like she doesn't need a navy carrier. If I were to start at the top Michigan. of things not in Lake Michigan, that would be right. There's there. also a navy base <laughs> there. Come on. Dude, yeah, if she calls up elements of the military who she's made go rogue because they're under her yeah. thrall and they're like fighting the foe, that would be that. I could see her doing that, like just a couple jets to like start dropping bombs on the foe more. Yeah, I mean, if they Chicago's have a bunch of guns there. So come anyway. on, yeah, soon. Help out. Um, one moment I thought was fun was uh, Murphy is basically threatening Laura of like try to stab us in the back or feed another one of us and I'll put holes in your skull. And Laura's like, did you just threaten me in my own garden? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And just making sure we understand each other. Uh-huh. And that they do more establishing of where they stand and that they are going to get Thomas out. And then they kind of uh, just go into, all right, we're going to talk about the plan. And this is the beginning of chapter 25. And I think this is when they start doing this back and forth of like conversation and then uh, like things happening in the castle, conversation, things happening, right. very heist-like. 
Yeah. Yeah, because it, it starts out like, okay, let's get down to business. And then it cuts to the gala. And I forgot it did the back and forth. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's I think I think it's worth calling out the, the, the trope of, you know, of heists in general, that if you know the plan before they enact it, then it's going to fail because it's going to get complicated. You're going to see the complications. Fail. But if you see it happening in real time, then they're going to succeed. So... You know, it's pretty standard trope. You get a little bit of the back and forth, but I feel like because it's enough live action comparatively, you know, that should clue yeah. you in. That's probably going to work. Spoilers. So it starts with uh, basically describing it's a castle, Marcone, blah, 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 lots of security. And Harry says, before we go in, we need to set up a way out. And then this is when he's talking to Ramirez and feeling bad that he's going to like do a trick on Ramirez later. Um, Oh, it's so tragic. I'm going to do the exact yeah. same trick that Ramirez did to me, and I'm so bad. Really? Oh. The exact same? Well, come on. He's basically taking, he's using a liquid that he has placed on Ramirez, and he's going to have the other half of it. You know, it mm -hmm. just, to me, it's like he's feeling bad about shit that at a minimum Ramirez did to him. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not saying it's exactly exact same. Now he can't be righteously angry about it because he's done the same thing. That's the probably yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're in the same level. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it I mean, come on, it's practically a magical prank, you know, in comparison. You know, yeah. it's it, this is not like, oh no, I I I use the voodoo doll to like exacerbate his back problems or something. Yeah, now he's yeah, There's now he's no a, actual yeah. injury involved. Like he gets chagrined at best, you know, like yeah. And uh, doing something to his cloak is not even on the same level as tracking him around anyway. Right. And but. stopping him on the road and asking him who he was banging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. What? That was, yeah. Although That's... this is where, when Ramirez and Harry are talking about, like, well, Harry is asking about, well, what happened to your back? And he says, I tangled with the wrong monster in the right. line of duty, as it turned out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, something, something pretty dames. So. Ramirez is uh, talking about all of the wardens, even the ones that were holding him up on the side of the road and asking who he was banging, voted for him to stay as a wizard. And Harry says, you're a wizard, Harry. Right. You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah, yeah. finally. Right. Got it out of the system after. Mm -hmm. Just kind of. Probably resisted that for like many books. And he's just like, you know what? It's been six years. I'm putting it in there. <laughs> yeah. Harry six makes a years? comment. Only six? Now it feels like longer. I mean, what? I don't know. You mean the waiting time? Like, I'm pretty oh, the sure waiting time. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it in a mind from book one. Where, where am I putting this in there at some point? Well, I mean, yeah, easily. And he he already made the Harry Potter reference in Day Off, you know. So it, he's been genre aware for a real long time. So. Harry kind of notices more things that, that have changed about Ramirez is that he is uh, cursing a lot more, and he was really damaged by whatever happened. Let's see. I, da, da, da. I think there, it might have been in this conversation, might have been somewhere else of, of like, well, at least there's pretty girls mm -hmm. in there and we can flirt with and Ramirez does and not react well. Almost yeah. audible when the door slams yeah. shut over, over Ramirez. So. Yes. Okay. Uh, and da, 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 da. Ramirez is trusting him and Harry hates himself. What's new? They pass by Childs and the security dog again. 
and people are standing around and, and doing stuff. I think this is like go into this like dance that he's doing with Freitas in, in order to wait until Mab shows up uh, to start an incident and give him a reason to leave the yeah. building or the room. Is this uh, when Freitas brings up uh, Mavra? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She. That's that sounds like a line that if somebody had some information for me, then mm -hmm. ooh, from to... a three to a six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for some reason, all of Harry's enemies are back in town. That's super mm -hmm. weird. Yeah, it's this confluence of just like oh yeah, and like um. Is it later on uh, or earlier on they're mentioning Nicodemus too? Because I feel like I could see the ending of Battleground being Nicodemus shows up with the Holy Grail, heals people, and now people can't like, and now like Harry can't do anything to him. Yeah. And like, he goes, na 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 na. <laughs> so one of the details of the conversation with Ramirez that I skipped over was Ramirez talking about how Murphy had gotten a lot of reputation for how she handled Nicodemus. And Nicodemus lost everything and is on the run and they're trying to catch him as much as yeah. they can because he's a bastard. Right. Yeah. Yeah, bring up all the bad guys. He's Although, a bastard murdering bastard. Yeah, murderous murdering murder. Co covered yeah, in bastard sauce, yeah. Um, Jim did say that we don't get to see Mavra until Mirror Mirror, so she gets mentioned, but we don't get her in these two books. Well, I d yeah. I, it's not like I think Blood on His Soul is going to jump out of the bushes in this next right. book either, but, you know, I, it I, is I'm, I'm banking on that with him. <laughs> right. Yeah. J it J is interesting that they're around. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Um, I, one thing I did uh, hear, you guys probably heard this too from the Reddit, is that somebody was asking, like, where was, uh, you know, Vlad Dracul at the peace talks? And he's like, wait for Battleground. Oh, uh, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Because he definitely, he's an accorded member. He should have been there or at least had representatives. So, Like Mavra. Yeah. Mavra would have been great. I miss Mavra. Yeah, me too. <sighs> okay. Yeah, it's reunion week around here, Harry says. And <laughs> then uh, Mab walks in and uh, Freitas acts like she's been super offended and slaps him. And that hurt. Not quite the same thing as when Mab bounced his head around an elevator, but Valkyrie, thousands of years old. Yeah, that hurts. Mm -hmm. And then she goes and cries on Laura's shoulder. Yeah, because that's in character. All yeah, that's, that's believable. Like, yeah. All, all the iron are like... Uh -huh. Smacked me when I tried. Like, then she just walked off and smacked someone else. Why is she crying to Lara? Right. Why, why is he still in one piece? Like, why yes. did she not break him over her knee? Yes, but... All of the people who notice that it's wrong are kind of at least on his side. So they right. go with it. Right. I'm just imagining Ebenezer giving him the stink eye the whole time. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yes. something's happening and you're not <laughs> yeah. allowed, but okay. And uh, it was in front of Mab. So Mab decides to like, something has to be done. And he, Harry walks up and says, you have to trust me. Right. I never wanted to say <laughs> this to you, but just trust me. The interaction just in general is so great because it starts out with like, wait, was her dress this purple a minute ago? <laughs> mm. You know, because she's halfway to her aspect of judgment right now. Yeah. And then we're like, look, I need, you, I need you to look really mad and look at the door. Like for, uh, so for that, I would hardly need to invoke a dramatic okay. muse, you know? So whole, that uh, transformation or description is so when she had walked into the room, her gown was a deep purple, but right. now as she's sitting in the, uh, the chair and being very mad at him, it has gone dark as midnight and streaks of black were flowing through her silver white hair. She's gotcha. uh, 
getting dangerous and he asks her to trust him right and so she, she does, does. She like tells it okay. She does the gesture as he says to you, do. You're gonna tell me what's going on. I really shouldn't. Yeah, you don't want me to. <laughs> right. It is a Please pantomime, and she she does her like you go gesture, and then they get into the gym. Um, and Murphy, little tidbit as they go back to the past tense of whatever of like this is the place I know very well. I know how we can get access to the rest of the building because right. of the gym. And even Freitas eventually says like, yeah, once you, they figured out that they can just drop things down and get to the next floor, there was no way that they were going to repair that hole in the wall. Right. So they made yeah. it permanent. Which is, I mean, it's great because eternally dead warrior type thing. You know, I thought that was hilarious. I also liked the the scene just a moment before this where he like goes up and the iron yarn is going to stop him. He's like, look, if I don't smooth this over, my boss is going to kill me. And it was like, I mean, literally, dude, he's going to, she's going to fucking kill me, you know, with just the subtext. But anyway. Yeah. I hear it says, watch that Freda. She'll gut you as soon as look at you. Spoken like a three. <laughs> right. Yeah. Freitas isn't that great of a character but the people reacting around she's, her is more fun she's a great character she's just not guard so I, i'm looking forward to seeing them two interact in in the next one because i mean they're sisters so if everyone's going to be around they'll, de they'll definitely happen mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. so sigrin should also probably be telling marcone like there's something happening this is a, a farce at some point, dude, right? let's. Whew, I feel like we who, want to get into that because that's another yeah. 15 30 minutes right there. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, who knows what, no when, point, yeah, mundane or magical. Should Marcone not know what's going on right now? You're telling me that in his his whole castle, he he doesn't have eyes of some kind, he doesn't have the place wired with cameras, he doesn't How have would the cameras place survive? Wired. There, mean, there's only one wizard coming in. And they, nope. they've done no, all there's sorts several. of- No, there's three things the people- Well, there are already... now, but it's not like this castle was built to house the White Council. Okay, He so... knows Harry's gonna drop by. Maybe on occasion you'll get a senior council member, but even still, that doesn't preclude doing something with the Sparta Elves who mm -hmm. are able to get this the technology working somehow. Like, dude should be clued in. And that doesn't even get down to like even guards level where it's like, you're telling me that Monarch can't figure out a way around this? That they or don't they, have Fae running around like the little folk that they just Ravens? pay to watch people? Or if Odin, yeah, yeah it just if on Odin's, and on. There's so many options. There's yeah. no way he should be surprised by what's going on. So, and and the fact that basically only Fairvax even gives them side eye is like beyond me. You're like you're in a room full of very stupidly powerful creatures, let alone some demigods. And the only one that can see through Harry's shitty ass spell is Faravax? No. And Odin. Like, I mean, I mean Matt should have. The misdirection, but... the misdirection's a big part of it, right? If you're not looking at him, then you can't see through the veil. But, you know, like, come on. It's it's ridiculous. So. I think Odin is, I mean, if he is helping Harry as much as he's running a game on him that we don't all know about. And I think it's the same thing with Marcone, since a lot of ways, I think one of the reasons Harry. Uh, has such an issue with Marcone besides the crime lord stuff is because he's like such a flip side to him. And I, I just, I think that like Odin may have had like a tacit thing with Marcone or guard being like, yo, this thing's going to be going down. And like, 
I, work I it out later. I do think Marcone's in on it somehow, or yeah, some or, capacity. Or he's going to be like, "Look, I could have turned you in at a moment's notice, and now I've got leverage or something." But I'm uh-huh. all I'm saying is I'm not half as smart as Marcone pretends to be, and I would have thought of all this shit. Like, let alone, you know, there's just no way. There's no way he doesn't have something. Uh, I, I just can't imagine it. Um, it's it seems like a huge blind spot if he does like marcone the guy who knew what nicodemus was up to and i mean granted he gets tipped off by mab but even still like you know like he was in on on the whole skin game gambit the entire time and that's not even the place that he's hosting dozens of nations and their delegations and shit like he has to know just as much as everybody that something's going to go down Mm -hmm. you know yeah Uh, well and and also that the i mean subsequently that the fomor are not going to be operating in good faith i mean like i don't think anyone maybe you know because they've obviously done it he uh, he's got to know about what happened in bombshells you know Um, yeah so it's like look this isn't the first time they've sued for peace and then tried to murder everybody yeah. So, you know, like, I, it just seems silly that the Spartals wouldn't be like, so just in case y'all didn't know, there was this one time, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> so, so y'all informed. Right. Like, because if if I were, you know, if I were Etri and like, hey, they tried to off me or some of my people the last time they sued for peace and they called for these peace talks, I wouldn't make the same mistake twice. I'd be like, look, they already tried that once. So we're going to be doubly cautious this time. And yet we don't get any of those lines. So uh, that's why I'm just like, I don't think these guys were as surprised as they seem like they could have been, but you know, we'll find out in this book. Maybe they didn't expect the Titan, but. No, yeah, that's that aspect. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Surprised at the scale, maybe. Surprised at the backstabbing, not remotely, you know, so. So they are getting ready to go down the uh, laundry shaft and Harry's elbow accidentally touches Lara and Lara is in pain. So Harry gets all warm and fuzzy knowing that it was real true love. And uh, Lara is like, shit, you're going to burn me anytime I touch you now. Right. Harry's like, neat. And Lara's like, fuck. <laughs> so congratulations. Also, you yeah, dick. congratulates him. <laughs> yeah. Because finally, she's made comments on that for years. Like, seriously, you haven't hooked up yet? Right. Yeah, and then Freitas is like, Laura likes you, but you're different, you know, so. Yeah, like, likes you, but likes you, likes you, likes you, yeah. And that's where I was like, wait a minute, maybe this is starting to be like the girl next door, kind of like puppy dog love. He likes you if you want to go steady. Why (laughs) do birds suddenly appear whenever you (laughs) Yeah, this is going to start when they look at each other. Have have Laura and Harry had a soul gaze at this point? No. Okay. Laura and Ramirez did. Right. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so Lara goes down the elevator shaft and says, give her 60 seconds so she can distract the guard. And Freitas makes uh, disparaging comments. Right. Okay. Then then they get to argue about who's who's the most professional and who's got their job handled. And she all but lays the whammy on Dresden. And he's like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. And Freitas does her... Uh, fucking misdirect with the uh, the thing that I was so excited for in the trailer of Lara trying to eat him and it was just an illusion because <laughs> I really wanted that danger to happen and then she has to pay the consequences for it because Mab specifically said don't eat him so therefore I think she's going to eat him right yeah and it was an illusion by Freitas 
how dare somebody listen to Mab for once? <laughs> okay, that is the end of chapter 25. We'll start with chapter 26 next time as he does the uh, Die Hard impression. Stuck in the yeah. elevator. Spider-Man. Yeah, that one. All of them. <laughs> Plug our shit. This has been the Dresden Files podcast, member of the Brogajars.xyz network. Click on the RPG drive through rpg.net link in the description. Join us next week as we talk about what we were going to talk about when we weren't talking about while we were talking about the thing. Hit us we up on recording. Patreon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give us money. You, you can join all of our annoying memes on Discord, which is mostly just Star Wars shitting on each other. Yeah, but it's fun. Uh, better than better than like you know Disney shitting on every the fan base, but whatever. There was a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, canon's canon, and that's just how it is. Shoot you out of a cannon. Thanks for joining, Finn. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. It was it was uh, great fun and uh, cool to meet y'all. Right. Yep.